Section 46 of Essays on Art. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shreya Sethi. Essays on Art by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Translated by Samuel Grayward. Section 46 Upon Dilettantism, Part 3. The peculiar want of the dilettante is the architectonic, in the highest sense, that practical power which creates, forms, constitutes. Of this he has only a sort of misgiving, and submits himself to his material instead of commanding it. It will be found that the dilettante runs particularly to neatness, which is the completion of the thing in hand, wherefrom a sort of illusion arises, as if the thing itself were worthy of existing. The same holds of accuracy, accuracy, and all the last conditions of form, which can just as well accompany the formless general ground upon which dilettantism is allowable. When the dilettante subjects himself to the severest rules in the outset and undertakes to complete all the successive steps, with the greatest strictness which he can the better afford to do inasmuch as one he will not be hankering after the end and second if he would retreat he has prepared the surest path to connoisseurship in opposition to the general maxim the dilettante will also be exposed to more severe criticism than the artist who resting upon a secure basis of art incurs less danger in departing from rules and may even by that means enhance the province of art itself the true artist rests firmly and securely upon himself his endeavour his mark is the highest aim of art in his own estimation he will always be far from that aim and necessarily therefore will be always modest in regard to art or the idea of art and will maintain that he has as yet accomplished little no matter how excellent his work may be or how high his consciousness of superiority in reference to the world may reach dilettantes or rather botchers seem on the other hand not to strive towards a name not to see what is beyond but only what is beside them on this account they are always comparing are for the most part extravagant in their praise unskilful where they blame have an infinite deference for their like thus giving themselves an air of friendliness and fairness which is in fact only to exalt themselves particular application dilettantism in painting the dilettante shuns all that relates to principles neglects the acquisition of the requisite knowledge in order to come at once to practice confounds art with material thus for instance we never find a dilettante who draws well for in that case he would be on the road to art dilettantes often turn their attention to encaustic and mosaic before they put the duration of the work in the place of art still oftener they occupy themselves with etching because the multiplication pleases them they are curious in artifice, manner, modes of working, arcana, because in general they cannot raise themselves beyond the idea of mechanical dexterity and think 
if they can only acquire the trick of hand, they will have no further difficulty to surmount. It is on this account, namely the want among dilettantes of a true idea of art, that they always prefer the many and the indifferent, or the rare and costly, to the choice and good. We find many dilettantes with great collections. Nay, it may be said that all great collections have their origin in dilettantism, for it prospers best, particularly when its quest is aided by means, in raking together. Its object is to possess, not to choose with understanding, and be content with the possession of a few good things. Dilettantes have, for the most part, a patriotic tendency. Thus, a German dilettante not seldom interests himself for German art exclusively, hence the collections of engravings and paintings of German masters only. Two bad habits are often met with in dilettantes, and are to be ascribed in like manner to the want of a true notion of art. The first is, they would be of consequence, that is, would have their applause of importance, would stamp the artist. In the second place, the artist, who is the true connoisseur, has an unconditional and entire interest in art and devotion to it. The dilettante has never more than a half-interest. He regards all as a sport and pastime, has, for the most part, some by-object, some propensity to satisfy, some whim to indulge, and seeks to avoid coming to a reckoning with the world, and the demands of good taste, by the apology that, in the purchase of works of art, he hopes to accomplish some good end, to aid a promising artist, or help a poor family in distress. Such have always been the reasons why dilettantes have bought this or that. Thus, on the one hand, they seek to show their taste, on the other, to free it from suspicion. Amateurship in landscape presupposes a highly cultivated art. Portrait painting. Sentimental poetic tendency also gives rise to dilettantism in the arts of design. Shakespeare engraved illustrations of poems, silhouettes, urns, works of art as furniture. All Frenchmen are dilettantes in the arts of design as an integral part of education. Amateurs in miniature lay everything to knack love of allegory and allusion end of section 46 recording by shreya sethi